Warrior chief and Indian maid You put us on a screen that way Paints and wigs in olden days Everything but our red gaze Hey-yo, hey-ya, hey-yo Hoo-ya! Welcome to the Red Gaze, the podcast where we critique native themed films based on our perspective as the native audience. You guys know the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're well into our episodes here, and today we are taking on the movie Dreamkeepers from 2003. I'm your host, Cheryl Carey, and I am here with the native film critics of the Red Gaze, our uncle, Uncle Ben, Ben Landon, our Gen Z, Zoe. (laughs) <laughs> Mariah Kroigo. Hi, hi. And Marley Fins. Hello. We are back at it looking at this film called Dreamkeepers. The description is the legends of the Native American nations come to life in this epic new miniseries. As two generations, a century-old storyteller and his grandson, a troubled 17-year-old boy, embark on a cross-country journey towards self-discovery. Writer is John Fusco, director is Steve Barron, IMDB 7.6 out of 10. Didn't have a score in Rotten Tomatoes, but a 94% audience score, which is pretty good. Anyway, what'd y'all find? It's kind of tough to find stuff. You know, I was looking through and like one bit of information I found was that they used like advisors from multiple different tribes for when they were writing the story. And um, I know one thing I've seen came across was that one of their advisors, they said, was surprised that they had Cheyenne leopard dogs. So I was like, what's a Cheyenne leopard dog? <laughs> like, I guess it's a very what rare breed. What is a Cheyenne leopard so dog? I Googled, dog? <laughs> no, I know. So yeah, With dog. leopards? <laughs> so I Googled it, but I couldn't even find any results for a Cheyenne leopard dog. Huh. And what? what automatically popped up was a Catahoula leopard dog, even though I typed in Cheyenne. But it auto-populated, so I never did find out what that was. Percy's descendant, my first <laughs> I found this article that said writer John Fusco asked his adoptive Pawnee mother, Edna Newrider Weber, to serve as one of many native elder advisors in the film. So, eh, eh, he's got adopted. Eh, he's adopted. So, I guess for my Twilight fans, it's got Chaske yeah. Spencer in it. He's one of those uh, wolves. He's Sam. Yeah, Sam from the Twilight <laughs> movies. He's in there. So holy, what native actor is not in this movie? <laughs> right. no, oh, and you know what's funny? MG. I got a couple cousins that are in this film because this film was based ma- mainly in Canada. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So they filmed mostly, you know, the Great Nation, mm-hmm. the Great White North. Were they extras? Can you see them? Can no, you find them? You can't see them. I couldn't find. Are they them. just like in the crown? Yeah, they're just. That's in the crown. so cool though. I got some actors in the family. (laughs) (laughs) I do too, just not on film. (laughs) Just on a Friday night. (laughs) I was thinking, I was going down the list of like all the native actors that are in here. August Schellenberg, Eddie Spears, Gil Birmingham, Michael Grayeyes, John Trudell, Gary Farmer, Sheila Tusi, Chaske Spencer, Kimberly Norris Guerrero, Gordon Tatusis, and the late Misty Upham. Where, like, dang, that's yeah, like that's all the native acting royalty. <clears throat> 2,500 American Indians worked on the film. 700 were cast as actors. 15 elders served as consultants. And 1,500 buffalo stampeded through the hunting scenes. <laughs> They used 100 historically correct teepees 
and 4,850 equally accurate costumes. Nice. Mm, that's cool. So, I mean, they put a lot mm-hmm. of money. I didn't see any numbers, though, on, on take or how much it costs or anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, the, like budget? the budget? Yeah, the budget. I remember seeing Obviously, it. Obviously, it wasn't like, a $4,500 budget. I think it was like $40 million, I think. I remember <laughs> yeah, seeing it. Yeah, that's it. They got to oh. pay all those actors though at least too. it wasn't like some mm-hmm. gofundme count yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no indian taco, no taco sales, sales. Yeah. No but on, on that list of those actors i noticed there was no graham green or no west studio on that list yeah no adam beach they're too expensive they're too commercial oh because this was a tv movie mm, yeah because yeah. probably a big budget movie oh yeah like, that's movie theater true. movie yet but john trudell <laughs> was on there yeah he on and gary farmer they're pretty well wasn't uh what other film was John Turdell on? Thunderheart. Thunderheart. Yeah, okay. Both John oh, yeah. Fusco movies as well, yeah. too. So. Right, yeah. He probably knew him. Must be homies. Yeah. <laughs> probably adopted him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Adopting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Must be drinking buddies. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was a two-part miniseries that was made for TV. Like you said, Ben, that was it was never meant to be a movie. It started right. out as a TV thing. Do you guys remember when it came out? Yeah, I remember. I do, just because Daniel, my little brother, loved this movie, and he watched it all the time, but I, it looked like low budget to me, so I never <laughs> wanted to watch it. But it was really, when we watched it, I really liked it. And it won an Emmy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so it won it. It was an Emmy Award winner for Outstanding Visual Effects. Had some pretty I, good Yeah, effects. I thought it was really well oh, made. Yeah. Like, what year I did really it come liked out? it. 2003. 2003. How old are you? I was one. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I did not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it with Daniel back in the day. No, you don't remember. Sitting there in your pamper, you probably <laughs> Probably had your, your bottle propped. Yeah. <laughs> with Mountain Dew in it. Yeah. <laughs> the saggy diaper on the Snotty nose. <laughs> Silver teeth. Oh. You shamed her out. Oh, <laughs> and it had the best version of Little Big Man. The best version of Little yeah, Big Man? This film. We are the red-headed brother. The, the red-headed oh! white, white guy. Yeah, that was he he would have killed Custer. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> when you, yeah. When you get the chance. Uh, when I tweeted about this movie on, you know, on Twitter, a lot of my friends said that they, and a lot of my little cousins said, oh, we watched this in school. Like, they'd always show this movie to us in school, yeah. you know, when they, but they went to school on the res, so. See, yeah, I think I watched <clears throat> this during, like, a, like, my tribal culture class, and I feel like I only remember, like, a little bit from it. That's why I was just like, I think I've seen this before, and that's probably the only time I can remember yeah. watching it. In the movie reviews, non-natives didn't like it, and so they criticized it and all right. kinds of things. But natives, like, overwhelmingly liked it. It's kind of weird that the native-themed movies that we, like, really roast here are ones that non-natives really like. Right. And the, but then ones like this where we're like, hey, yeah, that was that was accurate. Those are our stories. You know, it's native actors in there. Right. And we're like, yeah, yoo-hoo, go this movie. And and then they're all like, trash it. And it's like, what? I, I, think, I think it literally has to do with perceptions. I think they just think we're just like these real uh, long-time natives that just sit in teepees. And, you yeah, know. like what? remember what the Christmas in the Clouds movie? They don't want real like stories about <laughs> us, you know, mm-hmm. present day. They want with us, real, yeah. like, you know, regular another, clothes. Another yeah. point, too, is that <laughs> a lot of the movies like Thunderheart, um, Dances with Wolves, Little Big Man. The main central character is always a white guy. Yeah. 
Whereas that's probably why they can identify non-natives with that movie. Whereas we notice that that's not a the main character is a native. Right. Mm-hmm. So whereas this sh- this show had natives, the grandfather and the son, mm-hmm. and Eagle Boy. So it's like maybe that's why it related more to us, or we were identified more yeah. with it, where yeah. it wasn't a white character. It kind of bothers me when movie critics they won't see the movie for the value that it has right. to a different audience. They're just like, there's no white savior in this movie. And right. so I guess it's there's all these things wrong with it. So then they trash the movie because it doesn't speak to them. Whereas it's like, this was a really, to me, a pivotal movie because it showed like both the contemporary lives that we have, but then how much we look at history and mm-hmm. look at our traditions and right. look at our mm-hmm. stories and how they're still alive in our world. And like the fact that they don't get it and it just like, it goes over the heads of all these movie critics. It kind of gets me mad. Cause I, you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, God, you, you know, like. They don't even try. Yeah, they're they like, don't, they're not even trying to understand. They're just like, oh. This doesn't make sense. Or this yeah. Is dumb, yeah, they say know? it doesn't, it, they, that's what they said about this is it didn't make sense. Yeah, one of the reviews I saw was, I think it was from New York Times and whoever it was, he did not like the movie. He was saying it was long, it was, rambling some part of it didn't make sense he was saying and i was like well could tell it was a non-native that was reviewing the movie i just didn't agree with his take on the show i feel like a lot of people too like when it comes down to native stories it may just seem like this like the story may come off super simple but with native americans and the morals and like the other things that we have in our culture are are told through stories and people may not perceive it that way because they don't understand our culture to begin with so yeah, they can just be like, oh, that was bland. Oh, that was just a boring story. Yeah, but I'm like, dude, there's so much more you stuff. You learn like, so much. So much from Native, you know, native storytelling. That's why I said maybe those guys just don't. They didn't learn anything <laughs> from those stories. Like, they're right there. You just have to pay attention, you know. Like, those are all good stories trying to teach and especially, little kids. Yeah, stuff. and it's I, I really like the <clears throat> stories, too, because if they didn't understand that sucks for them. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but the fact that natives, we can feel connected. We understand. We know where they're coming from. And the stories that we're being told, I really enjoyed them because they're not too complex. They're not too simple. Just enough for you to understand. And I really enjoyed the movie, though. But I don't see. I mean, yeah, I would understand why. Why should you people wouldn't understand? Well, I mean, they're used to, like, Three little bears and or three bears and Goldilocks and Humpty Dumpty. Those, little, yeah, those are the stories that they can relate to and identify with. I just think that's just how it is. They don't know, they don't know what to go back on because they don't they don't have that type of culture as natives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes for a lot of other cultures, and that's why so many cultures get culture appropriated because white people they don't really have anything to look back on, so they either take from other cultures or try to rewrite other cultures. They or just they don't. mix them. Yeah. Yeah. And they, that's that's where the problem lies, because mm-hmm. they don't have anything to go back on at mm-hmm. all. Well, let's move into our feathers. Here on The Red Gaze, we give our little feathers to the various scenes that we like. Our first feather that we usually give is the fancy dancer feather, the best scene. So what do you guys think? I really like the story with the um, the two friends. They're trying. He's trying to get with the like the chief's daughter or whatever she was like the best the prettiest you know and but nobody his daughter he wouldn't let nobody date her and so then when he um he tries to get her you know he shames himself out in front of the whole tribe and he finally just tells his friend well i'm just gonna 
off myself. You know, I don't want to be here anymore if I can't be with her. And that was so embarrassing. I'm, I just don't want to be here no more. <laughs> and he goes to the enemy tribe and he's uh, gets there. They all get scared and run away. <laughs> <laughs> funny then he came back the hero he got all their horses back and stuff and he was able to get with the girl but i really like that story yeah that was a good one i liked how his friend was really like painting his face like, yeah hyping him up, up hyping him up yeah you're really gonna scare it the was, camp like, all his ideas <laughs> his friend's idea mind you him. he scares the crows yeah <laughs> <laughs> his yeah when he went to the lakota tribe they just kicked him out but then when he went to the crow tribe they all took off such a like a native romance right Right. this was like the essence of native romance where my plan didn't work i'm just gonna give it up and then he ends up getting you know he ends up getting her he becomes the hero that okay so like what we're talking about we're like talking about the crows here and you know we always get roasted you know Mm -hmm. but like maybe that's another thing like we're saying how the white people don't understand our stories like they wouldn't know like you know like oh how, how the a lot tri- of how tribes like kind of roast each other, each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know so that was a little dig at them yeah. <laughs> whoever made this movie i went with the pawnee story about the dun pony oh yeah oh, i like, I like that story too because they were always left behind like him and his grandmother and they found that horse and it was just a horse that the pawnee just gave up didn't even want to keep and they were always scavenging for like leftover scraps and ended up getting that pony that ended up being real sacred or yeah. like medicine pony where he won the race for the the spotted robe. And so I, I Googled this story just to see if it was a real Pawnee story. And it actually is. So I found it on a couple other websites where they listed the Pawnee story. It was like a couple of slight variations, but otherwise it was pretty much the same story. One of the other things I really liked about this film was that it took stories from all over, all these different yeah. tribes. Because we don't always hear tri- you know, stories from other tribes, right. so that was kind of cool, too. Yeah. yeah, they went across, like, they went to the East Coast, they the Pacific Northwest, and, yeah. like, the Southwest. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. yeah mine was um, when he saves those guys. I like how it, like, entire, like... He was running from those guys, but well, wait, no, who saves? Wait, who saves what guys? Oh, Shane. It, oh, Shane, yeah, saves those um, gang members in the water. Oh, oh yeah. And like then that. it like entied like um, Eagle Boy story to when he was trying oh, to get the right. heart. You know, I thought that was a really good scene. You know, he saves the guys out of the car, and then like Eagle Boy goes and captures that heart. So oh I yeah, that so they, so they they like actually blended the yeah. contemporary mm-hmm. and the old story together. Yeah. yeah. See, like yeah. I don't understand why critics. Pan the movie right. when there's like such cool things that like so, that. It was such especially a cool when he was scene. underwater, yeah. and I was like holding my breath, like, "Oh God, is he getting <laughs> you know?" So yes. I was just like so into it. I was like, "Wow, this is a really good." Mm-hmm. It, it is. was a really good scene for me. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say that Michael Gray is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I was like, "No way!" <laughs> so you're just wishing you're that white yeah. his wife. Like he wouldn't leave. <laughs> Obviously, there's multiple stories, and there's, like, a couple that I can, like, say that I really like, but I think the one that, like, that always caught my attention and had me laughing was the the one with the spider. I can't... Oh, with can't the Tomi? Tomi, yeah. Man, it cracked me up, and I just couldn't get over the fact when, um... 
they were hungry and they're sitting at that rock and they're trying to offer him that that bone. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, okay, maybe that's not it. Then they're like, here, here, take this knife. And they set that knife down and then they, you know, they leave and then they're like, oh man, we need that knife. We need a, you know, we <laughs> need to go back. <laughs> they go, one of them goes back and I can't remember which one it was, but then he's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this knife, okay? And that rock doesn't say anything and he's like, I'm grabbing it now, okay? <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> say something if you don't want me to grab it. <laughs> And then he just kind of like looks around, grabs it, starts running, and then that big old boulder starts running towards him. <laughs> the whole story itself is funny. That was mine, too. To me, how masterful to put Gary Farmer right. and John yeah. Chidel as Coyote <laughs> and Izobi. And just the way Gary Farmer. Farmer's hair was like, yeah. his hair had all looked these like little, little spider legs. Yeah, looked like little spider legs. And just his the way too. they shot it, too, yeah, like in black made, and white. Yeah, and then and they made, but John Chidel looked totally like... Wildly like a yeah. coyote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these guys were saying how the movements were, you know, yeah. how it yeah. kind of was like, was um, like a jerky yeah. almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everything was kind of in shadow, kind of like a little, just a little spotlight almost. Right. Yeah, it was like uh, reindeer was, and headlights. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought it was funny reindeer. too that uh, Gary Farmer told me he had Ray Bans on. Yeah. <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> See, and again, there's, an, there's another thing. They were very deliberate about how they shot those scenes. Because those are such core stories to us. But then towards the final end of the movie, when Shane, the main character, gets together with his dad, and then this car pulls up, and it's Ikdomi yeah. and it's yeah. them. Yeah. And, it's, and it's like, you know, as Native people, we go, oh, yeah, Ikdomi and Coyote. We know lots of Ikdomi and Coyotes. Yeah, and, right. You no, know, Ben is one everybody's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> No, but we, I mean, you know, those that they're, they're, it's again, it's like a blending of the, of the traditional right. and the story and what it means to us and the contemporary. Mm-hmm. And like how many people like reviewers, movie critics and movie reviewers probably just totally missed that and didn't understand how awesome that was in right. a movie, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like they're probably thinking, how did these guys become human? You know? Yeah. yeah. Where did they come you know? from? Yeah. <laughs> Why this are they movie here? doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they could have been getting lost in the plot too because there was so many things going on because not only was the grandfather and the grandson cruising across it was also eagle the boy. eagle boy story right ikdomi and um coyote story mm-hmm. yeah. and then all the other stories where the non-natives probably just thought man all these natives look the same i don't know what stories are what <laughs> yeah I think they're used to the linear, very linear stories. Yeah. A. Let me get my um, dissertation out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's kind of one of the things that I that I talk about in communication is how they want everything linear. Here's the story, mm-hmm. and then they meet, and then they do this, and then there's the conflict, and then gets resolved, and then happily ever after. Right. And none of our stories are like that. They're just like all over the yeah. place, and they change, and they, like, it's no wonder that they're just confused. So I'm <laughs> the stories, I wouldn't doubt that people, like, of non-native culture would get lost like first you see this guy that's talking to the sky then you go over and then you see some spider and coyote running around yeah. and then, then it goes to some girl that gets pregnant from a sky god and you're probably like you know and really the white, like, the white guy the red-headed native you probably i could understand how somebody's like what is going on what is happening i want but i wonder when like we all i mean we're all from the res and we all know these stories you know we didn't get lost in it but i wonder if we take one say somebody who a native who doesn't know their culture who doesn't know you know the the lifestyle or the things like a family or anything Mm -hmm. i wonder if they would get lost in this movie would they look at it like what's going on here or would they be like 
you know, would they get it right away? Yeah. I, I always wonder how that is because mm -hmm. I just because there's some natives out there that don't know anything right. about yeah. you know, mm -hmm. the culture yeah. and the history and the stories. So I wonder if they're that type of thought process, but like, I'm lost. Like, what yeah. perception they would see from yeah. Yeah. If they could just automatically understand or they're just as confused. But I think the other thing that we've talked about here on The Red Gaze is how when you make a Native movie, you have to throw everything in there. Right. So you yeah. have to throw, like, 50 storylines in there because <clears throat> this might be your only yeah. shot. We got the money. We yeah. got Get all the Natives. <laughs> Get them all in there. million in the taco sale. That's what me and Zoe were saying. We were saying, like, yeah, they had – it was long – but like this is our one chance to just tell all these stories, so let's just do it. Because <laughs> yeah. like honestly, how many Native American movies aren't either through the white gaze or just told as it is? So mm -hmm. like really though, you only get one shot, and mm -hmm. it's only every so often that natives can make these movies in if they even can have the budget. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, you, <laughs> and if you have a budget, you know you got to do the most. Just as go, you for can. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. What about uh, the sneak up feather? Who are you giving your sneak up feather to, guys? We're going with Thunder Spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready to be his wife. Yeah. 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 Get taken yeah. up I will the... never leave you. <laughs> She's ready to go to the sky world. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um, the hitchhiker that they pick up at the, um, oh, the, yeah. the diner. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. He was funny asking him all those questions. He was getting all, uh, was it, what's his name? Shane? He was getting all mad. <laughs> <laughs> See, I really hope I get an Indian name, he said. Yeah. Or I get adopted this year or something. I didn't get adopted last year. <laughs> yeah, it was tough for me. I, I went with Iktomi's wife. I thought she was, oh, yeah, she, she was had a funny. short part, but she was funny in the part she had. Mm -hmm. She was cooking and ate up the buffalo liver. Or was it kidneys? Was it livers or kidneys? It was the liver. Was it liver? Yeah. Well, anyway, she ate them and somehow tricked... Um, coyote. Coyote. Tricked one of the tricksters herself into... Um, almost taking the blame for it. And he was trying to, like, love up on her, too. Remember, he's like, ooh. <laughs> that was funny, because it's always like, leave my wife yeah, alone. Don't bother my wife. he left, he was hitting on her. <laughs> See, that's real life. <laughs> They're still with us. They're always with us. Um, there's probably, like, two characters that I really liked. It's, like, uh, um... The wingman, he was, like, the one that we talked about before where he's doing all the paint for, like, him. And he's, like, all, like, you know, really trying to hype him up for everything. And, like, I don't know. I could just see, like, somebody I would know, like, trying to be, like. Help you out. Yeah, help yeah. me out here. It's misguided. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know nothing. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing either. Oh, you're really going to scare the cat. <laughs> You're really gonna do good. <laughs> Don't give up. You can do it. <laughs> you can get her. Or uh, the other character that I was thinking of is that that old uh, that old grandma where she uh, during the story where he's gonna get the snake's heart. She's all old and walking towards him, all creepy and trying to hit on him, and then. He was like, oh, I don't know, I don't, you know, I. He's like in his head, he's like, ew, okay, grandma. <laughs> but but then eventually she turns all young and beautiful, and then he's like, I'm trying to hit back on her. <laughs> I know. I liked the um, Misty Upham character. I thought it was a cool story, and she, I just like her part in it. <laughs> I don't even know why I gravitated to that story. Which That's part was I she? Like. She was like where they were. They had some kind of sickness in their tribe, and then she she went out to the top oh, of this yeah. mountain, and then they came back, and all they, just her necklace was there. So. I don't oh know. yeah, the Pacific. She sacrificed Northwest herself. Pacific yeah. yeah, for yeah. her husband and her family. Yeah. Yeah, you can see I it, that the, really cool. the amount of selflessness that she had. 
know, yeah. knowing, you know, yeah. to be there for your family. And I just want to say again, maybe that's another thing white people don't get, <laughs> being selfless. Yeah, and, maybe that's why I like the story, because it was like, we need more of that in the world today, right. you know, where people, like, really give of themselves and think of others, and... It was one of the stories that was really, that message was strong. All right, well, let's move on to our nay moment. Mine mine was the Nathan Chasing Horse character throughout the whole show. Because at the beginning, he, like, really confronts Shane over, like, marijuana, I assume, because he's it's smoking, he said, mm-hmm. and stereo. I was like, he's really going to oh, kill yeah. him over, like, $200 <laughs> worth of weed and a, and a stereo. <laughs> and then... Another name moment is, like, they're driving down the highway, Shane and his grandpa. And I don't know, they're multiple states away by this point, I think. And here somehow that gang just miraculously shows up at the same <laughs> little town they're at. And then to make it worse, another name. Well, I know Mariah liked this part, but when when the gang wrecks and then Shane jumps in to save him, I was like, well, this this was Nay. All, the whole part oh, that Nathan Chasing Horse was in. Oh, then the icing on the cake was when... the. After he saved them, they jumped into the truck with them, and they're driving down the highway to the power <laughs> together. But then the truck breaks down, and this gir- this van full of Girl. native chicks pulls up, <laughs> and they all jump in there that with was, those chicks. I was like, this name. was all a bunch of name moments involving Nathan my, Chasing Horse. <laughs> that was my name moment when those girls showed up and they just headed out with them. Ew, oh, that, even the white hitchhiker jumped in. <laughs> hey, I'll see you later, guys. In that big powwow van. <laughs> I was thinking about it. The only part was at the very end when um, he's like, you know, telling his dad, you know, I, I got to go finish this this journey. And he tells, you know, his dad looks at him and says, OK, I'll be there when you get home. And he's like, really? <laughs> and for a moment there, I was like, psych. <laughs> but like other than that, I didn't see I really didn't have a name moment. This is my first time seeing this film. So I just thought the whole movie was just really cool. Yeah, I don't think I had a moment either. Should I even do the handle your auntie and your uncle? No, because well, we already know. Uh, <laughs> well, I know Mariah. I know Mariah. We, know who Mariah's <laughs> we, we already know Thunder Spirit's going to win. Okay. I went with Bluebird Woman. Oh. Yeah. What? In she... addition to Michael Gray Eyes? I went with Thunder Spirit, <laughs> and then I went with the Bluebird Woman. Okay. Which one was Bluebird Woman? <laughs> she was the one that the guy was trying to win over. Oh, oh the one yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. That was her name. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, see it. <laughs> Well, I went with She Crosses the Water, the lady that fell in love with him. The reason why I went with um, She Crosses the Water is because she snagged a god. Right? She didn't snag an uncle, she snagged a god. <laughs> a thunder god. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I looked that's her up. That's the native Thor. So I looked her up to see who the actress was, and she's actually from Twilight, too. Oh, she really? So she's, she's from that Twilight series, Chesky Spencer, and that Birmingham. They're, those three are from. Twilight. Wow. They just needed um, Edward or whoever that actor is in it. Edward. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jacob? Jacob? No, they just needed Jacob. Oh, He's not yeah. native, though, is He's he? Not no, he's not native. Well, Z. <laughs> we'll You're get right. to that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're coming for you, We're Jacob. coming for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Sheila Tusi, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with her. I like her. So far, in like every single movie I've watched, I've really liked her, so... Mm-hmm. I'm a new fan. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. been in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd hop on the Thunder... Uh, what's his name? Thunder, Thunder Spirit? Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hop on that train. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking pretty He's good. Cool, he was right? pretty hot as a god over there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no way. <laughs> 
I mean, there was no thunder thing. thunder goddesses. He went had to go for a human. A human. <laughs> <laughs> and of all the tribes, what tribe was that he picked? Was that? I don't even remember. Was that? I think that was the East was Coast. Mohawk? Yeah, I think it was like an East Coast tribe. I think it was I Mohawk. Know, Mohawk. Right? Yeah, it was a Mohawk. Hey, can't dog in the Mohawks. Mm. <laughs> 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 all right. What about uh, scene eighty six? Mine? So it's the beginning scene. When it first when it first was introduced and the grandpa's sitting there and he's telling the story to the little kids. So he starts telling the story and then it pans out. And it slowly pans out. You see the kids, the na- the res kids and stuff. And then you start seeing the trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you start seeing the cars. And I was like, like really? Come on. I mean, I get, we, we go back to all of this. Like, Every film we've done, they show Rez is dirty. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. are you serious? Like, you really had to put this in there? Like, it wasn't. I didn't think it was cool. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't make sense. I mean, so was that Pine Ridge then? Was that really? Yep. Yeah, I think it was, it was supposed really to be Pine Ridge. It was supposed to be Pine Ridge. It was so dusty. Yeah. It was really yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Pine Ridge, though. So. Neither have I. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be. They do have a lot of trailers they, in there. Yeah. I feel like a lot of reservations mad. have cleanup days, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> This is the same director, though, John Fusco, as, as adopted as he is. He started Thunderheart the same yeah. way, remember, with mm-hmm. this, the whole, like, poverty. The broken sign. Yeah, broken sign and broken down cars and we, dogs. If you and, went to Cannonball, you could see we got sidewalks and yeah, we, yeah, got, we got lights. <laughs> We got curves. Because I don't even think the roads were paved in this where he no, he no, threw them into the yeah, they were rolled up out of the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so dusty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're at the powwow grounds or something. <laughs> right, exactly. Grounds. Like they're at the <laughs> And then at the end too, when they showed the dad in this old trailer, like way out in the right. desert somewhere. Way yeah. out in the moon. You know, like what? That was a, like smoke signals too. Yeah, he like was way out in the boonies in a trailer too. Like is that is yeah, that really like, where all our dads go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trailer in the boonies. Down in the desert. <laughs> That's where they all are. <laughs> what the hell? Get away. What the hell? <laughs> We're looking for your dad. <laughs> go to the desert. <laughs> in the boonies. Trailer in the boonies. Go look for a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> Whose idea was that? I don't know. I don't know where it started either. Hey, <laughs> right, was that the consensus? Is that the only worst cringy scene? Because I, I don't know. I can't think of anything else that I would really like. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can hop on that. that yeah. Yeah. Here you go. I mean, yeah, it was pretty tough to find a scene that I didn't really care for. But I guess there's like one line that I didn't really like by the grandfather was in the diner scene when they were in the diner and the hitchhiker, white hitchhiker comes up to him and asks for a ride. And um, Shane was like, no, we can't give you a ride. Um, he's they, First they steal our land and now they want to steal our Sundance, our ceremonies. And and then the grandfather is like kind of sticking up for the guy. He's like, well, he, well, first Shane calls him a wannabe. And then the grandfather kind of sticks up for him. Well, he didn't steal our land. His aunt, or his grandfather stole our land. And he wants, he's maybe is a wannabe. He wants to be connected. So I was like, man, this is old grandpa's just sticking up for this non native. So that's probably the only scene that I think out 86 where I had a nitpick, like with a fine, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. like a fine rid comb to yes. find a scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. 
Okay. There's like an <laughs> ongoing argument here, okay, about that. Where we can't, though the white people now, we can't really put it on them to about their ancestors taking our land. Because, you know, I, that's just the ongoing argument. I see it on TikTok all the time. Well, no, no, I think that's something, I don't know. I well, there's I, some days I just want to blame everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some days you blame everybody. Right, yeah. no. Can we have but, some of those days? But I think, like, it, I, I, I kind of feel like Mariah does, too. Like, it is something, like, I, I think a grandpa would say. Because as, as you get older, it is kind of like a thing, like, okay, this guy may be trying to change things. And, I mean, obviously, yes, still a white guy, but... I think that's why they put it by that story, the Kiowa story. There are some people who really would mm-hmm. go to bat for us and, and really would die on a hill with us. And how do you, I mean, you kind of have to, it takes a while to find out who they are, but you can't just like paint them all with the same brush either. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, not all of them are like their ancestors, you know, not all of them are genocide. Like I, w- I was raised, like this film really took me back because I was raised by my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, driving in the car down the road and he's telling stories, that was literally my life for like <laughs> years. You know, yeah. I was driving mm-hmm. down the road and he's sitting beside me telling stories. So like, my grandpa was in residential schools. These white people literally took him out of his home and then they beat him, they sexually abused him, did all these things to him, cut his hair and all that stuff. But he never once was like, let's blame all white people. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, in a way I get like some, you know, it's kind of their fault that we're like mm-hmm. this. But at mm-hmm. the same time, we can't always just be like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, can't all say all white people are bad. Well, John Fusco, I guess he made this native movie, <laughs> so he's not bad. <laughs> right. Or Mel Gibson made Apocalypto, so he's not no, bad. No, Mel Gibson is bad, okay? <laughs> nope, Mel Gibson is evil. <laughs> evil. What about the cousin feather? Is there any native character that could have been added so or any saying, other? Like or Stone? Yeah, the cast was... Oh, that was stuff. a good cast. It yeah. was a good cast. That yeah, was very good. Gary Farmer. Yeah, I really like his stole acting. the show, man. He did. A good guy. Nope, I didn't go with anyone. Yeah, I couldn't either. Smudge bomb. Did anything <laughs> need a smudge? Yeah, Ver- Verdell or whatever his name is. Nathan Chasing Horse. Smudge bomb him. Yeah, <laughs> the guy with That's the pretty the face. <laughs> like, he's from Smiles a lot and Dances with yeah. Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely needs true. a smudge. Like, like lots of smudge bombs. <laughs> man, you, you like people having like, I guess you could say gangs on like the res is just so. <laughs> yeah. I I can't even understand it. Like we got we got <laughs> we supposedly not <laughs> supposedly we have gangs on our res and I'm like, what? They just claim themselves as these random gangs and it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't <laughs> I know, know, understand right? it. Yeah, like when those gangs will say, yeah, we run these streets and then look up the streets and it's like Weasel Street or <laughs> Ch- <laughs> Chairman Street. Or- <laughs> Blue Jay Street. Just naming off the animal. We own the horseshoe. Yeah. <laughs> they have our But I mean that that Nathan guy probably should have been smudge bombed in real life too. Because oh, yeah, when I was yeah. Googling him, he had like um, human trafficking accusations. Yeah. And, like yeah, selling like, culture too. Yeah. I think he was banned from Fort Peck, yeah, it he's said. He was banned from a couple reses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess in yeah, real life. Not, and in the movie. He's not doing good... nasty sweats. Yeah. I even heard a rumor he had four wives, so I don't know. He's <laughs> taking advantage of his fame. Right. <laughs> oh. His prettiness. Where are they now? <laughs> yeah. 
All right, we smudge bombed him then. He needed a smudge bomb. <laughs> well, we about tore up this one here. So, <laughs> any other thoughts? Do you guys oh, like the powwow scene? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like Gathering of Nations, but it was outdoor and looked small. Oh, yeah, he was supposed to be going to Gathering of Nations. Yeah. But yeah oh, yeah, I remember we were and talking about that. Didn't look like any um, powwow place I've ever seen. Hey, like I know all <laughs> the powwow places. But, in my extensive experience no i um yeah it did it, i mean it looked like it was almost specially made for this yeah, yeah. Which, um i didn't see any power stands around it either no are no TVs. Yeah. Where was Rez Famous Lemonade? It ain't an <laughs> actual power. <laughs> the old movie, older movie that could have had the upside down lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, one thing about that powwow scene too was a lot of the characters in the stories the grandfather told, they were at the powwow, if you guys noticed. Oh like, yeah, I did. Like the oh, grandmother yeah. was there, the Thunder Boy or was that his name? The boy that from the yeah. Thunder story. Yeah. yeah. He was jumping on the hood of that car. <laughs> <laughs> I would have spanked him then. <laughs> he needed to be spanked. <laughs> Jumping around. <laughs> uh, the scene that I really like liked was like when um I wouldn't say liked, but something that like I could uh, relate to is like when the grandpa passes, and it, I feel like it would be a lot harder than it looks. I guess you could say like I guess like the morning wasn't as like bad as I thought it was gonna be. Because wouldn't you, I mean, me, for instance, if I lost my grandma, like, you know, we drive to powwows and we always do stuff together. I feel like that loss for me would be a lot more heavier. And I feel like this, you know, the scene itself probably would have been a little bit more longer, more heartfelt. But it didn't seem too much like that, I guess you could say. I don't don't know. (laughs) Do you know what I mean, though? Yes, I I know exactly what you mean, because it was kind of like, okay. I just got I'm just going to go finish the journey. So I felt like there was no, like, Good. Uh, there, I mean, there could have been a little bit more, I guess, to it, but it just seemed like rushed. Like, oh, well, that that's could, it. yeah, that for the been sake where of the story. Sh- yeah, that's where they could have showed his change right there, maybe. Yeah, know? exactly. It, it just yep. seems like you know it happened. They put him in the car, and he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to the power now. <laughs> go tell stories. Go tell some stories now. So yeah, I think that's another thing that something that I feel it could have been more like, in it's to show Shane like really like taking that like man like you know i you know was being mean to my grandpa Mm -hmm. you know all these things that he's taught me and like just take a true moment to like you know Mm -hmm. even just express more emotion about it exactly reflect and yeah yeah, change you you didn't see any of that yeah so i feel like that could have been something i guess you could say yep like he what you like you never saw how he thought storytelling was important or stories were were important throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. and then it was just like Oh, there was just flip the switch, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anything, he didn't like stories. Because remember when he first jumped in, when they were leaving in that truck, his grandfather started telling a story. He stopped and turned around. He's like, "What's wrong? Did you forget something?" He's like, oh, "I forgot how, oh, I forgot how far away the powwow is, or something like that." Because he didn't want to be sitting in there. Oh yeah, he didn't listen want to, to, listen stories to stories the whole time. All time. The other thing too, I mean, obviously John Fusco 
was experiencey, you know, it was about the movie and mm. about the ending. But knowing Native communities, like that would have been right. What that, started the Red Road? Right. You know, was, yeah, that would have been a really like life changing movie. Yeah, life changing. Especially when it's movie. elders in your family, you know, like yeah. it's taken into account that you know we have a lot of respect for them, and you know they even if you aren't like as close with them, like those losses, I feel like would be a lot more like connected but it just felt like kind of like off like okay he passed all right let's move on yeah and that's a big loss because he knows all those stories you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and now like Mm -hmm. hopefully uh shane will tell keep telling those stories to somebody because he's like the Mm -hmm. next one in line Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think you should watch this movie because it is it is really good and it it is long so maybe yes split it up into two parts (laughs) (laughs) like how it's supposed to be otherwise you'll be sitting there all night but I think I can see where this movie really could be helpful for like um, to study you know what I mean to like just take a little piece at a time or maybe a story at a time and really just think about what the story means and and like um, I, I like the fact that we talked about like I really like how he blended the past with the present right you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i think that's a really big element of the story that a lot of people would miss but there's so many cool places like the the river scene and right. the the final scene the powwow scene where it's just this blending of the stories and contemporary so like the the bottom line is like our stories are always with us they're meant to teach us something no matter what time we live in you know we mm-hmm. don't have to be these historic indians yeah. for these to make sense to us and i think that's where like if you take the time to actually invest yourself yeah in in and really take take time watching the movie then that it it comes it comes more meaningful than it is when you just watch it one right. time through mm-hmm. right so we got a three-hour movie <laughs> that had ten different stories within it, at least ten, if not yeah. more. I mean, if you don't, if you count the like the overall story and then some of the subplots, but mm-hmm. there was like at least ten native stories in there from different places. What are your favorite stories? Mine was uh, Domi and Coyote, and then the the serpent. The snake one yeah i would like to say uh, yeah domi and the coyote cracked me up <laughs> yeah they were, they added some humor to it um but my favorite story would be the the pawnee horse story because mm-hmm. i liked how when he actually did get the the spotted buffalo robe he didn't give it to the chief for his daughter he gave it to his grandmother yeah i was like that was kind of a cool move man. yep right. <laughs> yep like that goes back to the values again too. Like right. those are values that, yeah, that you know makes they're me think so of like basketball tournaments when you give your jackets or your star quotes to your grandmas or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all the grandmas are all styling all these championship <laughs> penalty jackets all the time. So yeah, that grandma's probably going around with that spotted robe, <laughs> walking through camp. We didn't talk about. Um, there was a story in there about the star girl and her seven brothers. You guys, oh, yeah. you guys yeah. remember that one? Yeah. We didn't talk about that at all. Yeah, it was, was like weird. the little brother. Yeah. Like she went to go find her. Like she had a dream she was or something. stuff or something Yeah, and for she them. made... He called for her, like mm-hmm. through his magic oh. arrows. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, right. yeah. So he like put himself in her dreams. Mm-hmm. And what was weird about it was the buffalo wanted to marry her too. Yeah. Did you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they chased after her. Yeah. And yeah. that's the story of the... the big Or the Big Dipper. Big Dipper. Yeah. And I can't remember if that was Cheyenne or I think it was Cheyenne. But that was a Cheyenne story, yeah. One thing I noticed about that story, too, was 
Right off the bat, they kept saying Shaw or Shaw. Uh, Do you oh, notice yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like the kids were saying Shaw, and then that girl was saying Shaw. Mm-hmm. Like, it's be their slang, or I don't know if that's the slang from Cheyenne Tribe or what. But Well, you can pick any one of these 10 stories, listeners, and take a deep dive. Watch Dreamkeeper. It's worth it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. Worth it's it. worth it. Look at the, the watch, details. Man. Yeah. Go, go in, analyze all of these stories. You're definitely going to find something you like in this movie. We weren't um, getting mad in this episode, so, no. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually yeah. a lot of positives about yeah. this one. Yeah. Recommend. <laughs> Highly recommended, guys. Take a watch. and Anybody can watch it. Watch it with your family. Yeah, definitely. This would be a movie that you could watch with your kids mm-hmm. yeah. easily and, you know, talk about the stories and what it did actually mean. and mm-hmm. You can learn a lot of morals from this. Yeah, definitely a lot of good morals that you can take, so. Yeah, so you guys don't be shicha no more. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners out there, recommendations from the Red Gaze. So Check it out. Check out the movie. Listen to the podcast. So, we're done for the day here on Dreamkeeper. I think we rung it out. But, um, yeah, keep watching those native movies. Who knows what we're going to come up with next on the Red Gaze. So, keep listening. Bye. 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 Flutes and feathers, eagles cry. No more saviors, no more lies. Waiting for better days. We'll be here with our red gaze. Hey, oh, hey, ah, hey, oh. Here, here.